Hello and welcome to episode 159 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Roxburgh, and I'm joined today by my fellow gamers, Brody. Hello. And James. Yes, hello. <laughs> hello, James. <laughs> hello. Um, apologies for the lack of episodes in the past couple of weeks. Uh, we've been terribly busy. Um, at least, uh, I don't know, we've, we've all been terribly busy. I know James has been smashing out reviews. Brody's been doing the same. We've also had packs. Um, speaking of which, thank you for everyone that turned up our panel the other day as well. We had a fantastic time. There was a, a nice turnout. Uh, we were talking all about uh, the console wars, weren't we, Brody? And, uh, yep, we sure were. Uh, what, what was the, the end result there? What do we what do we come to? And are the console wars still relevant? Look, I honestly don't know. I, I was just <laughs> I was getting railroaded as the only Xbox guy there. Yeah. Uh, I <laughs> to be fair, you, you came out in an Xbox hat and everything. Well, I did. I had to put my uh, my alliance uh, my allegiance out there. So you people did. Knew. Yeah. You did. Fergus had a Mario hat with him, but he was too cowardly to put it on. No, because he was a PC guy. Yeah, true. He was there rapping PC World. Uh, but yeah, it was good fun. Unfortunately, we don't have a recording for that, and it was streamed, so it was like a special one-off thing for the people that were there. Um, but uh, rest assured, I'm sure we'll be back at PAX next year with uh, some fun times planned there. Uh, James, did you see the post that Netflix put out today? No. Wait, yes. Oh, I think the one I about... Yes, I did. Yeah, I did. The Witcher? Yes. <laughs> what, did you, what did you make of Henry Cavill's reveal as Gerald? Um, whenever, so whenever oh, they Gerald. like make an announcement that someone's been cast as somebody, I, and uh-huh. you know, and it's a bit weird. I always have this kind of like faith that it will be okay. Um, <laughs> do you yeah. know, like, like I'm trying to like when they, for example, announced that Heath Ledger was going to be the Joker, everyone uh-huh. was like, oh no. And then it was like quite good. Um, yeah. and then there was only, someone only some... quite good. Sorry. Only quite good. You know, only what? Oscar winning quite good. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So like. <laughs> That happened. So then, ever since then, if there's been a weird, oddball, like, choice for casting, I'm like, yeah, it'll be fine. But... Yeah. I Benefit like, the doubt. Yeah. But I feel like... Like, I'm not... A, I haven't played as much of The Witcher as everybody else probably has, but just looking at him, it, the vibe is not the same to me. Do you yeah. Get that? Well, they've... They've been quite open in that, like, it's not really based on the games. It's based on the books. And, and I've not read the books. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of people that have played the game haven't read the books either. So I don't really feel like I'm in a position to judge whether or not, like, it's staying true to its kind of source Is it material, like an origin story, like when he was a boy? Because <laughs> he just yeah, doesn't look as it's, old <laughs> or grizzly. It is supposed to be younger, which explains why, like, the, the female cast members are quite a bit younger. Um and supposedly in the book, like, apparently apparently he looks as he's described in the books. Like, he doesn't have the beard and stuff. But like I said, I've not read the books. I'm just kind of based off based on that off what I've read online. Um, I don't know. What do you make of it, Brody? Um, well, as you say, it's not meant to be based off the games or anything like that. So mm. as far as whether the look is faithful to the source material, I don't really know. But um, yeah. look, Henry Cavill's a, a good-looking dude. Uh being, you know, is it? Do we know what rating it's going to be? I think uh, The Witcher is pretty famous for being a sexy sort of time, so you know he might, yeah. uh, <laughs> he, he, might he might hang dong. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. So there's a little bit of something for everyone. I um, think we've, we've had this dong. conversation before. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he might hang dong. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I yeah, think, we'll just leave it. We'll just leave I'm, I'm, I'm not more so concerned about his look necessarily. I'm more concerned about whether he's going to have the the chops for it because he's yeah. he's got a bit of a mixed bag as far as his acting credentials go. 
Yeah. I think I expected his look to be a bit more higher production value than it does look, I think. It looks a bit kind of all, like too wig-like, if you ask me. I think they, yeah, they, is they it, disguise that a bit more. Is it definitely um, like a costume test or is it like a, you know, like a camera test? Or uh, I think this is his like reveal, but like it's obviously mm. deliberately shot. Like it's not like a still, like it's not, not like um, a mm. clip from the show. Um, in yeah. saying that, like, it was so awkward. Like, he just kind of wanders at the character, kind of, like, poses yeah. for a sec. Takes like, kind of catwalk some... material. Like, swigs a potion or something. I feel like it would have yeah. been better if he was, like, sat, you know, sat at a table in a bar or something, like, in a tavern, and just, like, raised a pint glass or something. Like, that just yeah. seems much more of a, hey, that's here what, I am. That's why, to me, it, like, it, it just sort of seems like it was a camera test. Yeah. And, they, and, they, and they've just, like, recorded it, you know, slightly higher quality and then put it out. Maybe. Yeah. Like, to try and get, drum up some sort of hype. But, Maybe they're yeah. going to, like, CG facial hair on him to make him look more <laughs> gruff. Because that's, like, what it I, is, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> just, like, yeah, like a reverse of what they did for Justice League. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I, that, uh, that, I did and that went real well. that as well. It did, yeah, really well. <laughs> Hopefully it all comes good. Um, but we've got heaps to talk about on the show this week. We're going to be talking about some recent reviews that you guys have been doing, uh, the PlayStation Classic, and some beloved characters returning to the animated screen. I'm trying to make, I'm trying to coin that term because we've got like the silver screen and we've got like the small screen, but I don't. We haven't got like a game screen. Maybe it should be just game screen returning to. The I was going to say an- animated suggests to me cartoons. Yeah. For some reason. Yeah. Good point. I need to work on that. I'll I'll continue with it. Um, but let's start with Red Dead Redemption. It's obviously out. Uh, it's all that people seem to be talking about at the moment. Um, Brody, you you took on the mammoth task of reviewing the game for Press Start. Um, yep. we, this is our first opportunity to talk about it on the show. Obviously, we've been away for a couple of weeks. So do you want to mm-hmm. kind of walk us through your review and what you thought of the game? Um, I can't even remember. It feels like it was so long ago. Uh, <laughs> I think I think I recall that I liked it. Uh, you know, <laughs> if um, I recall, you gave it a ten. So that's uh, that yeah. But I'm, I'm, just that. Dealing, I'm dealing those out like it's nothing these days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah no, it's a. Uh... <laughs> but you know, Rockstar did pay me a handsome sum to do it. So uh, according to everyone, so yeah. Um, no, obviously uh, you were it, not the only person to give it a ten. Like, a, no, I know that, across yeah. the board, big people gave it tens. Yeah, shock horror. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think everyone's probably played it by now. Everyone sort of uh, knows the the caliber of this game. It's a very mm. expansive, vast, breathing open world that is probably the most genuinely felt like. Uh, you know, it just like feels genuine. It feels like things happen regardless of your presence they don't happen because of you they just yeah. happen yeah and um i like that nature of it like it's just so fun to explore it looks so good uh yeah like i i haven't even you know like despite reviewing it like i, I feel like i haven't even touched the tip of like what there is to do in the game like there's so much to do mm. um yeah so i'm just looking forward to sort of keeping on with the world and i actually look forward to uh like the online launching like this month yeah so i never i never really played like gda online because i just I, fa- I found it largely absurd like you know they like introduced like flying cars and shit and that wasn't really for me yeah so but in this you know more grounded and realistic sort of world i can see myself sort of sinking into it a bit although yeah. based on some videos that shannon shared today there's definitely you know like supernatural things at play in this world as well Yes, yeah, yeah, like, and, and like a lot of like rockstar like Easter eggs, which are a bit of fun. So yeah, oh, there's just so much to see. It's yeah, yeah. I'm um I I similarly am enjoying it. Um, I'm amazed, and like you said, just kind of how 
um, I guess real the sort of open world feels how like how lived in it feels um, yeah. you kind of come across the, the craziest stuff and I love how different every character sort of reacts to your presence and how spontaneous a lot of your encounters end up being um, I've been amazed so far that seemingly like every character I approach kind of gives me some sort of tidbit of information like even when I sort of save people that are being attacked by wolves whatever they're like hey I, I don't have anything on me that I can give you as a reward but I've heard there's like a treasure chest like buried god knows where and it's like oh okay like people kind of keep giving you things to do um, yeah. And I love that. And I love kind of how grounded it feels as well. I know it's realism. Realism has sort of been criticized by some that kind of feel it's a bit sort of too slow and the pace is kind of a bit too. Um, it it too is often. a real slow burn, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I think that kind of works for me because it just kind of really encourages you just to kind of get lost in and sort of immerse yourself. And, and I find myself kind of not jogging about at times I could be jogging about, but kind of just pacing and really sort of taking my time and watching things unfold and taking the opportunity to talk to characters and stuff. So I feel like I'm Mm. progressing through it quite slowly as a result. Um, But I'm just really enjoying kind of immersing myself in that world and, and kind of coming across these things. Like I'm discovering things that I'm I'm fairly sure like people would know, but it feels like you're discovering things for the first time every time like kind of coming across like an oil pit in the ground and finding dinosaurs down there, dinosaur bones down there and then seeing the little challenge pop up that you found one of the 30 or whatever or like confronting an old lady in her house because she thinks you're someone else and finding a semi-auto shotgun in her basement. That, like things like that. <laughs> I just like, just awesome. Um, what about yourself, James? Are you, you enjoying the game? I've, I haven't played it. <laughs> you haven't played it? Are you, you have been in fairness uh, playing other games. We'll get to those in a sec. Um, yeah, Brody, I, I wanted like, to ask... I, oh, sorry. No, no, nothing. I just, like, it wasn't a game I was particularly super excited for, if you remember. So... Yeah. And I've just got other stuff. And so, it, let's everyone's... Just say, if I even was going to try it, like, I just wouldn't be able to put the time into it right now. So, there's no point. You know? Yeah, yeah. Jay, uh, Brody, what's the craziest sorry. thing that's happened to you in the game? <laughs> um, well, I don't even know. I was, I was When I was reading the agenda, I was trying to think about... I had so much cool stuff that happens. A lot of it is um, happens sort of within the space of the missions and like the story. Um, so I, I don't feel like I should say too much about that. But like, uh-huh. I feel like for once, like Rockstar have like designed a lot of really interesting missions that aren't, you know, uh, just uh, not that I don't think in GDA, I don't think they were just general like you know fetch quests and go here and kill this person sort of thing. They, they were pretty pretty well rounded as well. But. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, like, generally at the end of, like, each of the acts, there's, like, a really big set-piece sort of mission, and in my experience, those have been, like, really fun. But as I've said, it's sort of just, like, the exploring part of it. Like, I've tried to hunt a grizzly early on in the game, and, uh, you know, it just tore me to shreds, and uh, I could never find it again. So I, uh, maybe I'll go get that one day. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just, uh, it's it's an overwhelming question, (laughs) because... There's so, there's so much to do in the game, and there's so many cool things to do, uh, and like, and, and it's only through seeing other people's videos yeah. and stuff that I sort of know some of the other crazy things that you can do, um, like, like I said, those Easter eggs that I've mm. alluded to that uh, I, I won't spoil because there's probably people that don't know what I'm talking about, but um, yeah, I mean, it's just too big. What yeah. about you? 
yeah, I think like going back to those those kind of spontaneous moments, those kind of like chance encounters with passerbyers that I really sort of revel in. I try and take the most of them. Like, uh, there's been a, a few occasions where I I, I, I don't know how how did you play through it? Did you try to be a good guy or a bad guy? Um, yeah, I think I tried to keep it pretty pretty nice. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but I think naturally, I think your character in some of the story beats make some pretty bad choices. So yeah. I, I guess it, it sort of plays more as a neutral, I guess, stance. Yeah, and you sort of get the impression that he's much more like the tough <coughs> guy compared to some of the other members in the group as well. And he's kind of like just trying to get to the finish line as much as Dutch is as well in many regards. So I, I, I often go as the good guy in these kind of games. Mm. And I thought, you know what, let's do something different. Let's, let's embrace the outlaw life and let's try and be a bad guy here. So I'm kind of very much like shoot first, ask questions later in my is sort it, of approach it, to this game. Is it killing you? To, uh, to just be mean? No, no, I'm actually... Uh, maybe shouldn't admit this, you know, upcoming court cases and such, but I'm actually kind of enjoying it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, you know, I, I've, I, I'll kind of, like, say hi to people. I'll give people the opportunity, right? I'll give people the opportunity at the start. But if they, if they talk shit, then they're going to get shot. That's just how it works. So, like... <laughs> I, I'll say hi to people, and if they're kind of rude or dismissive or, like, tell me to get lost or whatever, I'm like, hey, look, I'm just trying to be a nice guy here. And then they'll draw on me. And then you, you can bet your ass that guy's going to get shot in the face, as they so often have. Yeah. Um, and then it becomes, like, then it becomes a panic of, like, oh, crap. But then that guy in the field kind of saw me do that, and and he's probably yeah. just nothing but an innocent bystander. Uh, but fuck but he's going to kill him too. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then like, effect. and then just all of a sudden, like people just started appearing out of nowhere. It's like, where I was in the middle of the, like the desert, where are all these people are suddenly coming from? Yeah. And you're like murdering eyewitnesses left and right. Um, but, so those I, have been the, the craziest yeah. moments for me. I think like quickly trying to dispose of bodies before another, <laughs> another <laughs> like person said, comes along. I, try, I tried to play it pretty nice, but there was this one time I was riding my horse and I crashed into this guy's fence and yeah. like, and, and like flew over his fence onto his property. Yeah. And then he was like, get off my land. And I was like, dude, I crashed my horse. And then he pulled, his yeah. gun on me so i had to you know i had to dispatch yeah. and uh you know yeah. I, I, and and then his horses saw me and then i thought well i gotta shoot his horses because his horses that, well no, no, not, not, not that they were witnesses but i thought who's gonna look after them now so i did i did the humanity oh, okay thing. so you're putting them out of their misery you know in a sense and just because i was you know i was cutting loose yeah yeah, yeah. Well, as James hasn't been playing it, I don't want to bore him with this uh, this discussion. Uh, so yeah, let's, talk about, let's talk about Fortnite. Let's talk about Fortnite instead. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's talk about what you've been playing, James, because you've been smashing out um, some reviews, but I'm sure the one that most people will be interested in will be Diablo 3. Um, how does the uh, Switch version hold up? Sorry, I, I don't know if any of that came out. I was choking. I was, like, I was trying to say that. Diablo 3, how did the Switch version hold up? <clears throat> uh, good. <laughs> it's, nice. It's, it's Diablo. Right. It's Diablo three. Um, yep. Fantastic. It, had you? Good, I, good. I assume you've played other versions of it before. To death. To <laughs> death. Okay. All yeah. right. So like, it's just ports for Switch. I don't know if you guys have had to review them yet, but like, it's just so hard because it's a game that everybody's already played quite a bit for a yeah. price that's way higher than the other versions, and like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah, yeah a little bit harder to. Justify it's it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there has to be something, like, really in the portability of it, I guess. To, yeah, and, to then, and Diablo right? is pretty perfect for, for it, I reckon. Um, 
Yeah. Which I do mention in the review. Like, it was very, it's a very hard thing to, like, write out. Like, do I talk about Diablo or do I talk about, like, whether it works for the Switch? Like, I can't just assume everybody's played Diablo, you know? Yeah. Um, although it's been on everything now, so people should. Yeah, I'm sure there's there's people that were taking interest in it that, um, that haven't played it before. In terms of, sure. like, the extra Switch stuff, I think it's, it's more hardware that really just makes it, I guess, like, shine. Uh, mm. Being able to play it with a single Joy-Con, two Joy-Cons, or the Pro, and any combination of that, and up to four players co-op is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but then, like, the extra content, which is really just, like, five extra pieces of armor and equipment, isn't really that worth it. Yeah. Um, it's just... I guess it's just cool that you can play it anywhere. Um, yeah. It, it's just, it's, like, you can't take points the... off because the game is good. Mm. But then, like, you can't add them because it's the same game, you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. It's so pretty it's much the story for all Switch ports. It's good because you can take it anyway. Yeah, and then that's like, is that because... That, but then is that the game's merit or is it the Switch's merit? Like, we, yeah. yeah. It's like, just so hard. It's like, if you yeah. read any of my reviews of Switch ports, they just don't flow as well because I just don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> like, that dog at the computer. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, how does it control, though? Like, is that... Is that uh, yeah, I, fine. I guess that was a concern like, for some people. No, I think it's fine. I mean, like, the game was, cut, like, kind of optimised and ported over for controllers back when they did it for 360 PS3, and then that carried on to this generation mm-hmm. of consoles. Like, I, I don't feel like it's an issue okay, at all, right. you know? So, um, is, there, is there any some... Is, like, is there any... You know how, like, Wolfenstein had a bit of a downgrade in terms of its like appearance and mm. all that sort of stuff so it would run smoother like how does this run frame rate wise because it's, it's a pretty busy game diablo yeah so it, like it slows down a little bit when it gets busy um when there's a lot of enemies on the screen and stuff but generally speaking yeah. it's pretty fluid in terms of the frame rate and all that um in terms of the actual visuals i don't think it's ever been a it's ever been a looker uh-huh. no. so i don't think there was much, there's much of an issue there there's obviously like, strong art direction really does help it along quite a bit. But, mm-hmm. obviously, there are, especially on t- your TV, like, I don't know, this is a bit of a brag, but my TV is semi-large and, like, <laughs> it can look like shit if I'm up close to it. Um, yeah. For a lot of Switch games, especially. Um, and it's especially obvious after you've come straight from, like, a 4K game on your other consoles. But, mm-hmm. like, generally speaking, like, it still looks just as good. Like, it's not like Wolfenstein, like, which was quite an obvious... Yeah. Downgrade, but that's I think that's because Wolfenstein is a game that was developed what two years ago, whereas this is a game that was developed technically like seven to eight, maybe six to seven years ago. Yeah. Um, so I think that's fine to be okay. honest. Okay, um, and the there was another game you reviewed this week as well, right? I'm I did uh, Call of Cthulhu, Cth- yeah, Call of Cthulhu, like it's um. Another hard one to review because, like, uh-huh. the prices... I don't think the price is quite right, but the experience, to me, was really f- good. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's got one like, of those sort of B-grade sort of vampire sort of vibes about it. Yeah, yeah. Or same vampire. publisher as, as Vampire, Vampire, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, same publisher. So, like, I, I think it's, like, it's just crazy that... Like, I, I almost want to, like, you know, like commend them because they've put out a game that's very much story-driven. There's no real combat in it. Um, really? It's really just about investigating, but it's still also quite linear. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just crazy to think that games like this still get made. Like, I'm happy that they do. Um, mm. But I just, like, I play it and I think, who is this, f- 
like who is going to really enjoy it? Yeah, um, beyond the people who are really into like the kind of like HP Lovecraft style of horror. Right. Um, as a horror game, it's actually not scary, which was a bit disappointing. <laughs> so, okay. yeah, and that's like I don't know. It's just it's a good game. It's just like a exploration-y kind of. St- it's like a Telltale game, but with with more to it. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, is it, is it similar to like? Did you play like the Sherlock Sherlock Holmes games? Yes, that, of recent. Yeah, years? actually, yeah, it's quite similar to those. Yeah, I'd say it's closer to that because I kind of went into it thinking it would be like Evil Within or something. Um, oh yeah, but it was. It is definitely closer to like the Sherlock Holmes games, but with like a, a super super what a disappointment kind of for twist it, for it not to be that. I guess. Are you being sarcastic? No, no, the <laughs> Evil Within's good. Okay, so I'm saying, what a disappointment good. that it wasn't like that. I was just making sure we're on the same page. Evil Within is one I've still been meaning to get back to I've never oh my god you you say this about like every game that I mention but you never do it (laughs) I think they just put out a patch for the second one that has like you can like use cheats now and it doesn't and and it doesn't void the achievements so I'm gonna go back and mop that up they've got you I'm in (laughs) That's you know, call mental. it like just like like Call of Cthulhu. If you like, if you like like psychological, it's more of a thriller um, okay. with like a kind of mystery to it. Like you you go to an island, families died in a burnt down house. You discover that she paint the the woman like the head of the household. Sorry, like painted like mm-hmm. this picture that people go mad by just looking at it. Um, yeah. and there's obviously like a weird kind of cosmic. He- Energy. Are you describing the the plot of Layers of Fear? <laughs> I mean, maybe, but that was that's very much in, <laughs> that's the thing. Like everything is a lot of horror is influenced by like HP kind of, HP Lovecraft stuff. Yeah. So, th- but this game has taken so long to come out. Like it's it's kind of feels like it's ripping off other things, but it's actually the thing that everything else was kind of paying homage to. Mm. You know? Yeah. Mm. Um, well, it's if good. yeah, it, I don't it know. sounds like if you're still in the Halloween spirit, it'd be uh, one picking up. <laughs> Yes, yeah. It's <laughs> definitely not for everyone, but if you just like a good kind of thriller, mystery kind of story, yeah, give it a go, is what right. I'm trying to say. Just don't expect any, like, action. Well, uh, do you jump onto the site and check out James's review, uh, both of that and of uh, Diablo 3 as well. Uh, and whilst you're there, you can give uh, Brody's review of Red Dead a bit of a look as well. Uh, but if you are still in the, the Halloween sort of mood, uh, you might also be tempted to play Resident Evil, which you could do on the PlayStation Classic when it releases December 3rd. Uh, we finally have an idea of the, the 20 games that are going to be on the, uh, the Classic console. Um, there's a full list of 20. I won't go through all of them, I don't think. Uh, but Brody, what was the sort of what? Which ones were you happy to see there, and then which ones were you disappointed not to? Uh, I was pretty largely underwhelmed with this lineup, personally. Yeah. Um, I, I have gone on to say that I'm I'm not the, I wasn't a PlayStation kid growing up. I was yep. other side of the fence. I was Nintendo. Um, but when I did play PlayStation, you know, it wasn't a lot of these games. Like I'm sort of keen for a bit of destruction derby i guess uh i'm i'm actually keen to play the first persona yeah uh, I, I um i've never played it i don't know if it's anything like the more recent ones but i'm keen to sort of give that a look and <sighs> siphon filter so oh no really <laughs> uh, maybe not then um uh, and siphon filter's cool but yeah i don't know it's just missing a lot of the games that i grew up playing like uh you know there's no it was never going to be on there, but like Shane Warne Cricket, 99, what a banger. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know you're the only person that was asking for that. And, uh, Shane Warne and, might know, be too. Like, yeah. yeah. He needs those royalties. Um, yeah. And like, you know, the Tony Hawk games. I, I grew up playing yeah. Tony Hawk. Like, and to see not one of those on there is a bit of a surprise. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, there's a few like that, which are kind of obvious, like, you know, it would have been nice, but it's kind of all down to licensing sort of issues, I guess. Um, you know, some of the yeah. ones I would have liked seeing there, like Tomb Raider, obviously the same. Um, yeah, Castlevania exactly. makes a lot of sense because the, the, the Sympathy of the Night not being on there because of the um, remaster. The, Requ- the, the, the Requiem re-release. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Medieval not being on there makes some sense now as well, which we'll get to in a yeah. sec. Um, Gran Turismo is the one that really stuck out to me. Is like, why was yeah, this true. not on there? It was like, I mean, it's still one of the best-selling games of all time. Like, why was it not on there? But true. And like, where's, where's Croc? Like, yeah, Croc, what an outrage. Uh, Gex, where was Gex? Um, yeah. I think mm-hmm. the, the other one that seemed a bit odd was the fact that Twisted, like the original Twisted Metal is on there, which I guess like it makes sense having an original, but by all accounts, the second is so much more the superior version that that, yeah. that also seemed a bit bizarre. Um, what about you, James? Where do you come down on the, the list of 20 games? Bzzzed. It's like an incorrect <laughs> noise. Um <laughs> I don't know. Very it's, disappointed, yeah. Yeah, really not good. Hey. <laughs> yeah, it's, of the the fifteen games that we had like asked for, I guess to be on it, we only got four of them, so we did not do too well in our predictions. Or yeah, I. List, but. So like, I just look at these games, right, and I just think when I was a kid and I was growing up, and like, let's just, I had a sixty four first, and I was pretty late to PlayStation, and I used to see all these great games in magazines that were advertised. I was like, oh, like. Why didn't I? Don't I have a PlayStation? My parents are so horrible, and like for never buying me one. <laughs> and games like Final Fantasy, Ridge Racer, Metal uh-huh. Gear Solid, and Cool Borders and stuff—they were all PlayStation games to me, right? Yeah, Tekken especially as well. Yeah. Um, and they then, got that right, by the way. Like Tekken, Tekken Three is like the kind yeah, of yeah, 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 the definitive sure. version, and, right? And Siphon Filter, like I think they're all really good games, but in terms of uh, like which one's the best? I don't know if the first one's the right choice, but then I think about it, and I think it's a space thing because the other two Siphon Filter games were both double discs, uh, and, yeah, and right. obviously Metal Gear Solid was too. But like, if you're going to have to pick between Metal Gear Solid and Siphon Filter games, like, what will you pick? Um, I mean, is space really going to be an issue on this thing though? Like, surely well, no, these I don't games know. But then, big, but then like... I look at Rainbow Six, which like it's like. F- fucking awful like it's not a good game <laughs> and like that's a you know if you look it up that's a 40 megabyte game <laughs> like yeah. I don't know if that's what that was what influenced some of these games but like it's just all junk not all junk but like it's you, there's like, just so much easily, better options say, like yeah you could easily name 20 games that should be on there instead yeah, yeah like even like I don't know if you guys know this one but Pandemonium was a big PlayStation 1 game mm-hmm. at my school. There was a sequel <laughs> as well. <laughs> at my school. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't, but, like, um, that was... Crystal Dynamics did that, and that was a really fun platformer with, like, magic spells uh-huh. and shit. And I'm like, pretty sure when we, when we made our sort of list, that was one of the games that we were discussing. Like. Yeah, and I just don't understand why games like that went on there. Um, I'm assuming like, where, it's licensing, where, but it's just not... Where's Driver? Man, yeah, I just, I just feel like nobody is nostalgic for like jumping flash except for Steven. <laughs> yeah, that, like, I, like I rest my case, and then I, like and, and, for, and for people like Steven, I'm glad that, that that game is on there, like that that they do kind of have an opportunity to play it once more. But I just look you'd have thought this has got to go mainstream. You don't know what it is, and yeah, like, tell me what's going on in them because yeah. you won't do know. this right now. 
I'm, I'm glad that Metal Gear's on there because that's a game that I've missed out on, I guess. Um, yeah, can so, I just like, like with Metal Gear, it's ridiculous. Uh-huh. There's no way to play that game yeah. right now besides yeah. PS3. Like, yeah. crazy to think that. Like, did, did that come to the Vita at all? I feel like it might have done. No. Didn't? No. The, the okay. HD remasters did, but that was Metal yes. Gear 2 and 3. Yeah. Yeah. So the original, like the OG PS1 All right. Metal Gear never James? came out. Yeah. I'm going to say, just... I'm looking at screenshots of uh, Jumping Flash. It <laughs> appears to me <laughs> like okay, you cool. play a little metallic man with ears and you run around a Minecraftian like world and uh, oh, maybe you yep. fly around it. I don't know. Is it like Minecraft for yep. poor people? It's a first-person 3D platformer released in the oh, the nineties. Like, do I need like, to say more? Like, how do you think that's that going to play like today? The height of crap. Uh, well, hang on. Did, did they have uh, the Dual Shocks back then? Oh my god! How no. did that work? <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Enjoy that. Apparently, apparently that. The, the thing's name <laughs> is Robert, as in R O double B I T, like a rabbit, wow. but a robot rabbit. Fan- a robot. Oh. Oh. So, so good. Um, Super Puzzle Fighter, like, why? Um, Resident Evil Director's Cut is actually, like, if it's the one I think it is, it's probably the worst version oh. of Resident Evil. <laughs> so, um, still great that you can get it. Um, yeah. But it's, it just sucks that so many of these games, like, I'm assuming Crash Spyro aren't on there because of the remake. I'm assuming yeah. Resident Evil 2 isn't on there because the remake's coming out yeah. soon. Yeah. Um, Medieval, obviously. Uh yeah, like instead we get. I was, about, I was Mr. I'm looking Driller. that up now. What is this mm. crap? Yeah, Mr. Driller's. <laughs> I looked that one it's up not, as well. It's not like I don't mm. know if I should call, we should say it's crap, but like I just don't like, think I don't, it's games when I that when I think PlayStation, have, I don't like, think Mr. Driller. Yeah, yeah, and like <sighs> they don't have a. St- I don't think anybody has a strong nostalgic urge to play. Mr. If, you do, if you do, if you do, we're sorry, again. No, but you're wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know if this is really the kind of place to to put kind of arc- I don't know I, I was going to say I don't know if it's really the kind of place to put like arcade games but I guess they kind of did work quite well for the the um the ones that Nintendo have done but like I just don't feel like that's the kind of game that like, people maybe want from this because the they're sort of getting that may- fix elsewhere but I feel like you know they want those kind of classic kind of games I, th- I think Sony like sort of shot themselves going, in the foot so bad by remaking all these games already like they remade Parappa the Rapper and they remade maybe you know, like Ape Escape, sort of like they didn't remake it, but they like put it back out on PS4. So like, has has them re-releasing those mm. sort of stopped them from putting them out on this because they figure people might not buy it? I think Ape Escape, the big thing was the Dual Shock. The Dual Shock's not there. That's the biggest issue yeah, with that maybe, one. Yeah. We've gone yeah, back cause... and forth on that though, because apparently there yeah, was like yeah, a, well, yeah, another yeah, version of it that got around it. <laughs> yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just like. I just am so I'm, disappointed. I just was excited. For, I was a little bit excited, and now I'm just yeah. like, mm-hmm. I hope we can have Maybe it they'll quietly. release memory cards that you can insert to it with the games that everyone wants. Maybe I think they've said they're not like, expanding it in any way. But I, th- I, I, let, I think they, like, they're actually, cutting right? the storage pretty fine, too, so that people can't f- like flash them. And, like, uh, like, and like what's, what's right. the term? Like 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 stick out run. You can flash no, but you can flash as Ness and delete everything off ah. it. So I'm I'm sure people can work out how to yeah, do it with this. Yeah, yeah. People not that are, I've people done it. The, <laughs> pack the other two like crazy. Um, the, the I will say the one on there that I didn't know I needed, but I'm glad is there is Rayman. Like that was that is a great game, and I totally just 
had forgotten that that was a possibility to be included on here. So glad to see Rayman there. I think but, yeah, it's a it's a it's a really and good GTA. like it's a really good effort that they've got so many games from so many different publishers on here. Um, yeah. Whereas like the SNES is a lot of Nintendo games and that's it. Um, Even yeah. GDA, yeah. I feel like they should have yeah, like that's great. tried to get GDA two. Because I I think GDA two is better personally. But, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, just, yeah, I think there's bit, something to be said bit... about the one that started it all. So that's where I'm a bit like back and forth with Twisted Metal. But yeah, I feel like for the sake of, you know, have the one that people cared about the most within that generation. I think it should be paying homage to that. But Like anyhow. where's Jumping Flash 2? Yeah, where's, <laughs> where is Jumping Flash and 2? And Shame Cricket. Um, but speaking of one of the games missing from the PlayStation Classic. Spice World. Uh, Spice World. Spice World is making its return. Uh, no, Medieval is getting a complete remake. Uh, it's the perfect Halloween announcement, I guess. It was all sort of announced uh, Announced yesterday. Was it yesterday, this morning? I don't know. Sometime soon. Sometime recently. Uh, Brody, what do you make of uh, Medieval returning? Uh, oh, never. Wow, okay. uh, I've, I played Medieval for the first time okay. probably about three months ago. Uh, at at my uh, at my girlfriend's house, she's, uh, she's she, a fan. Yeah, she uh, pulled out the old PlayStation and she has a cool. copy of it. But uh, she doesn't have a memory. Yeah, yeah, she's <laughs> actually looking really forward to this uh, remake. I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna lose my PlayStation for the uh, for the week. I think. Yeah. What about um, James? But yeah, I mean, I don't have a strong feeling about it one way or the other. So, I mean, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad for the people that are nostalgic because I, from what I did play. Um, it was obviously really dated no, and not. stuff like that. No, it's um, not. <laughs> bit of fun. It is. It is. I'm sorry. It is. I mean, I'm not going to play this when I could be playing like Red Dead. Yeah. Or, you know. But, you know. Yeah. Or, or I more power to you if that's what you're into. forward to it, James, based on... Uh... Yeah. So, like, from like from the from the get-go from, from PS4 when it started, I'm like, I want a remake or some or a sequel of Medieval and Siphon Filter. Yeah. Um, it's been so long when, called for. Yeah. So, it's been ages. Obviously, it's been a while. Um, probably if I went back to play Medieval, I'd probably agree with Brody, but I'm not going to do that. Because <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> um, but the trailer looked a bit weird. Did you guys feel it didn't? No, look... no. What did you? What do you mean by weird? Well, spooky. No. Oh my god. No, it's not the scary game at all. But like, <laughs> it's like it's almost like they've just kind of put the new paint over the old animations if that makes sense like is is that not what they're doing yeah is that but like, not the idea spyro's not like that spyro looks all new yeah don't it like, still handles the same more or less though doesn't it no don't <laughs> i wish <laughs> shannon was here he would understand me i i i assume it's much like sort of the crash remake where it's pretty much the same engine with a new lick of paint and just yeah, like, you know, slight tweaks. Crash is like... When you look at Crash Bandicoot, they've clearly built it all again. Yeah. Is it mean... Yeah, okay, I know what you mean. Whereas you with mean. Medieval, I feel like it's it's definitely lower budget than, the than say, Spyro and Crash. Maybe it is. Maybe they're not putting as much money into it because they well, don't think people care as much. I'm going to write a letter. Because, <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, Medieval is not crash and it's not spyro like yes. i don't think it, it, it like, doesn't what do you do like why are you hurt, like to in? like i know it, does, it doesn't have the same <laughs> nostalgia factor keep kicking me while i'm down <laughs> i think i think i know what you mean james it's like the the animations don't look quite so 
as smoothed out as I think that they did with Crash. Like the the sort of combat animations and stuff look like they're sort of very much the sort of clunkiness, I suppose, of the PlayStation version, which I just kind of took to be that it's you know trying to stay as true to how the original played. But maybe that's not what you wanted. I like, I don't know what I want. I just I'll, I'll play it. I, it just doesn't. It didn't like blow me away as much as I thought it would. Um, okay, that's all I really have to say. Uh, okay. I also am a little bit. A little bit annoyed that they didn't just do like one and two together. Like I know, yeah, okay. Two's a little bit less popular. Um, yeah. The first I mean, one we're not expecting this to like, be a full release, right? Like, unless, be... you, unless they're good, <laughs> 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 right? Anyway, mm, I don't know. It wasn't Watch Dogs just added to the PlayStation hits. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. That's that's a completely different system. It's not now. Like, It's not no, like it yeah. used to be, you know. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> no, but like, uh, I, don't know. About... I just wish they did both games. That's just how I yeah. feel. A little bit that would be nice, nice touch. But well, no. everyone's just gonna have to get out in force and force and buy this one, and then they'll get around to the second one. I don't think they'll do that, but sure. Make the call now. Make the call now, bro. <laughs> um, well, speaking of returning mascots, Bubsy is also coming back to the Switch and the PS4 and PC. <laughs> I think is yeah. anyone excited for Bubsy? Ah, uh, um, look, hold, please. I, yeah, I, I mean, I played, you know, Close Encounters of the Third Kind uh-huh. uh, on on the SNES, uh, and you know that game was a large part of my childhood. Um, but so, hang on, will, will this be two Bubsy games in two years? Because didn't one come out last year? I got asking the wrong person. I do not care enough about Bubsy. Um, there was one. Yeah, there was one in twenty seventeen, and it, yeah, the Woolies struck um, back. It was garbage. Was it shit? Apparently so. I didn't yeah, play it. I never heard about it either. And so, what's this one? Pause on fire. I, I can't say I've had a look, but um, it's like um, like a like a reimagining of one of the uh, what was it? Uh, I've got it here somewhere. Yeah, a bit uh, a bit trip like runner th- a bit trip runner three reskin. I don't know. Like I said, Bubsy means nothing to me. <laughs> I don't. What is all of this? Should I don't just think Bubsy means anything to anyone anymore. Like, just let it fucking kill it and let it do- take it out the back and yeah. shoot it. You know, give um, us more medieval yeah, games instead. It, I'm looking at it now. It doesn't say that it's it, apparently it's a it's a sequel to the one that came out last year. So they've churned that out in under a year. So it's it, look, it's it's yeah. gonna be trash. Take that to the bank. So to answer the question, no. No. Okay. Uh, well, we've already gone a bit long, uh, but we were at PAX uh, this past weekend, as I mentioned, and we had the opportunity to interview the very lovely Pete Hines. Uh, we've got the, the full recording of the interview for you, uh, so I wanted to include it into this episode. Uh, so without further ado, let's cross over to our interview with Pete Hines. Well, Pete, thank you very much for joining us. Mm-hmm. Um, you're also celebrating your 20th anniversary of Bethesda. 19th. Well. 19th. So I started okay. my 20th year. I realized after I wrote that that people don't under... So... Yeah, I got everybody confused. Nineteen years—it's the start of my okay. life. Okay, all right. Well, so we can celebrate the still 19 a really years. long time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you have a highlight over your nineteen years? Is that too tough a question? Probably. Yeah. I yeah. mean, nineteen years. There's a lot of them. Um, yeah, I don't think I have one in particular because no. they—they all, are, you know, everyone, you know, Tim mentioned like the Doom 2016 launch. Like mm. that one was special because of what that team had gone through with people departing and you know i read all the comments when carmack left and everybody's like oh that's the death of id they're over mm-hmm. they're done and so to see that team yeah you know come out the other side and and uh, put out a game that was so spectacular and well received mm-hmm. was rewarding you know working on the first morrowind where it was just a handful of folks i mean it felt like such a mom and pop shop like that was rewarding doing fallout 3 and um 
taking a chance on doing a game like that or mm. Dishonored or Wolf, you know, it, there's there's a ton of them. Yeah, and like over the last couple of years, it, it feels like something particularly special has emerged from Bethesda as well. Like you guys uh, finished 2017 with the highest average uh, review scores. Uh-huh. Like, what do you think is is the secret ingredient? What what about it is working so well at the moment? Well, I mean, I think we've we've had pretty good success in finding studios that we share common like sort of design philosophies mm-hmm. and principles with, yeah. even if they haven't always like working on the evil within with Tango isn't something that you would immediately go, oh, well, that makes sense for Bethesda because they're known for survival horror because yeah. we're not. Yeah. But the way that they approach survival horror, the way Shinji thinks about, you know, A, well, he's the guy who created the survival horror genre mm. um, and him wanting to take that to take a game in that genre but go in a different direction than everybody else like that does actually fit us right we don't want to follow what other people are doing we want to do something unique or different or that just takes a different slant whether it's a Wolfenstein or a Doom or a Dishonored or Prey or Evil Within or Elder Scrolls Online or Legends or Blades like all of those things fit under us because of sort of what they are at their core which is trying to to sort of cut its own path to do something different even if it's in a space where other similar games already are yeah you seem to embody that same sort of philosophy as well like trying to come up with interviews for you is hard because you do so many interviews i don't know if you noticed that probably have (laughs) (laughs) um but i'm i'm sort of fascinated with you as an individual just to step away from bethesda for a bit because there's something about your transparency i think and your honesty that really resonates with gamers uh, and people sort of always enjoy hearing what we have to say. I think Todd's very much the same as mm-hmm. well. Um, where does that, that come from? Is that sort of driven by the sort of culture of the company? Or yeah, is that I, your personal approach? Uh, well, it's probably one and the same. Because keeping in mind that for a pretty big period there from 99 through 2005... Mm-hmm. 2005 was the first time I hired somebody else in my department who did what I did. Up until that point, it was me and literally a, a marketing artist, or I think for a while I had like a, like an assistant, but mm-hmm. nobody else who was actually doing brand or PR or community. Yeah. Um, and so for that first six years, sort of the Bethesda way was my way because there was nobody else. Like I didn't have offices anywhere else in, in Europe, and I didn't even have any team in Rockville. It was just mm. me. And you know, Morrowind and Oblivion, and to a large extent, Fallout 3, those campaigns were basically Todd and I having lunch and making shit up and writing stuff on the back of napkins, like literally, like like coming up with stuff with just the two of us. And so a lot of what we sort of think about in terms of like, well, what is our kind of guiding principles about Mm. how we talk about what we do came from those early days where it was just the two of us making shit up as we went along Mm -hmm. because we didn't have to check with anybody else because there was nobody else like it's way harder when you have a lot of people and you got to get everybody lined up and and on the same page and you know in any creative endeavor there's always going to be different ways to approach it well we should do it like this we should do it like that but that core stuff still you know as i added Aaron Losey was the first person I ever hired. She's now my um, associate vice president of, of marketing, uh, global marketing. Um, you know, so she's been with me for 13 years, going on 14 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Grandstaff is the first community person I hired. He's still at Bethesda. He's going on 12 years. And so I've had these people who have stayed with me a really long time. And we together came up with the, like, this is how we talk about stuff. This is how we do things. And my my approach to 
interviews or whatever we do is just sort of how I think about it. Like yeah. I do try and be pretty, pretty candid and, and forthright. Um, not everybody loves that. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> but, uh, but it, it feels pretty true to sort of who I uh-huh. like to think that we are and everybody else seems to take well to, yeah, yeah. To that as no, well. I think, I think people really do connect with that, that authenticity for sure. Um, having been with, Bethesda then for that time and seeing the development is taking place does that in, do you have specific hopes from the, for the future of Bethesda as a result of that? It's a really good question I just I feel like I have a really shit answer for it um, <laughs> which is that whenever over all of my time at Bethesda somebody's like well what is your strategy or philosophy Yeah, it's always been nothing more complicated than I want to do uh, um, I want to build on the last thing we did and do the next thing even better yeah. like that like at the end of the day, that's what it boils down to. It, yeah. Like whether that next thing is Starfield or whether that next thing is Doom Eternal or whatever Arcane is working on next. Like it's just how do we build a process for making a game that we all feel um, a part of and um, excited by and that we feel like um, we we have a meaningful role to play in it. Mm. And do it in a way such that when we get the end of it, we go, that was awesome. I, now I want to make another game with those people and even better. And what yeah. that game is, it was sort of what I was saying on stage. Like, what that game is doesn't matter. Like, you make up a brand. Make up a genre. Like, it doesn't matter. If the people you're working with are smart and talented and you really enjoy working with them, then you have a chance to be successful. Yeah. But if you hand doom to a bunch of assholes who don't like each other and, and don't get along, they could be the most talented assholes in the world, but that shit is going to fall apart so fast it'll make your head spin yeah. as soon as you start to hit problems, right? It's the people who figure out how to pull together when things go tough. Like, those people can make the next thing awesome, and it doesn't matter if it's a driving game or a football game or a shooter. Like, it genuinely doesn't matter so long as they're all bought into, like, we all want to work together on a thing. So the idea for the next game then, is that largely sort of driven by the team? And what oh, yeah. Passionate about yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Ideas are a dime a dozen. Everybody's like, oh, I have an idea for a game. Like, I, I work with game developers on a team of 100 people. Do you know how many game design documents that team could write? With, yeah. you know, with, like, every one of those people has ideas for five different games they've always wanted to make. Like, ideas are a dime a dozen. What matters is, do the people who come up with the idea have the ability to execute it? Because mm-hmm. if you and I come up with an idea, like, oh, we could do this and we could do that. And like, yeah. okay, well, where do we start? Well, I have a fucking idea. I don't know how to code. Do you know how to draw? No. <laughs> well, then we're not going anywhere, right? So the people who do all of that have to be the ones that come up with, yeah. this is the thing that gets me excited. Because it's going to be a three to four year slog to get to that point and a lot of problems. And if you don't have clear vision um, on what it is you want to make, you are never going to get there. Yeah. And just... There's obviously, you know, Dishonored is taking a rest now, and you sort of mentioned Starfield. Is there a temptation to work on new projects? I mean, I sort of, like, I'm a massive Doom fan as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Rage is obviously coming back. There's an Elder Scrolls mm-hmm. in the Horizon. These properties that people love and are undoubtedly excited to return to. But is there this sort of temptation as well to sort of set things aside for the time being, experiment with something new, something that people are passionate yeah, about? Yeah, for sure. But that's really based. Like you can't just apply that across Bethesda as a publisher because it doesn't apply mm-hmm. in terms of it, it comes down to each of the individual studios. Like where are they on their individual on their individual paths? Yeah. Um, if you ask the BGS guys in two thousand eight, mm-hmm. like, do you want to do a new IP? Their answer would have been no. We want to make Skyrim. Like we want to make the next big Elder Scrolls thing. We yeah. want to take all the stuff we learned from this last game and make an awesome 
Elder, uh, new, and we want to make the Elder Scrolls Five. It's mm-hmm. going to be amazing. Like, all right, we'll do that. But then they hit the point where they're like, hey, we're going to do this, and then we actually want to do something different. Like, mm-hmm. we want to break into it. We want to do sci-fi and not just do high fantasy or post-apocalyptic and stretch our legs creatively. Like, okay, well, we should talk about that. So, Arcane and Machine Games and, and Tango and Zenimax Online and all of those guys have to figure out for themselves where they are in their process for. No, we want to do another version of that or we want to do this a, a new version of this thing we're already known for versus we want to do something entirely different mm-hmm. or we want to do a different version of something we already made or whatever it is it, it comes down to each team as opposed to just arbitrarily saying okay now you get to do a new ip yeah. because it's been four years like that yeah they yeah. may because they might go no i don't want a new ip like with dishonored for example mm-hmm. they put so much time into figuring out that ip and what the rules of that wor- world were that when they finished it they were like no we want to do this because we spent so much time setting it up that we mm-hmm. think we can do even more now that we know what those things are like pushing the boundaries and hey we want to have two characters you can play and they're like oh okay cool like let's let's do that so it's yeah. got to come down to the people who are making it and was that it. the feeling after Fallout 4 as well to you know continue with the base building kind of stretch into multiplayer as well well it, it started in Fallout for the, the the idea the kernel for 76 was born out of Fallout 4 when they started having the conversation that quite honestly they had every single time since Morrowind which was should we do co-op should we do online should, mm. should we do multiplayer and usually that that conversation is very short. Mm-hmm. It was, no, like, not now, not for this. But on okay. Fallout 4, it was a little longer, and it was a little more like, well, what if we did this, and what if we did that? And it was, well, those are all cool, but they don't fit what we want to do with Fallout 4. So if we do that, it's got to be a whole separate game. Okay. Well, who's going to do that? Well, hey, these guys down in Austin, at the time, Battlecry Studios, we've been talking to them, and we want to give them some of the stuff we've been doing and have them go off and explore it. And so they were doing that, while the guys were making Fallout 4 such that once Fallout 4 came out, they had been spending a little time on, okay, well, here's how this might work, and here's what we do, and here's what we could do similar, and this is what we'd have to do different. And, um, what but was it was changed then? Why was that suddenly a longer conversation? Mostly, I think, just around the ideas that they had on what it might be. In the past, for example, like on Morrowind, it was just, well, what if you did everything in Morrowind, but there was another human player standing next to you? Yeah. And it was, no, we can't. We can't. We're trying to tackle too many other things that doesn't work. Or for Fallout Three, it was no. It, like, this is tough enough doing a new IP. We don't want to try and also wrap our heads around like, what if there's a, a another human player? Like, how does mm. that work? It, mm. The their games were always everything revolves around you, the player. Well, now what the hell do we do? Like, which player is the world revolving around? What, yeah. Right? Is it revolving around that guy or this guy? Or like, what happens if you don't shoot the guy, but I do shoot the like all of that stuff? So they just weren't ready for that. But on Fallout Four, they started to have these ideas around what seventy six is, which mm-hmm. is base building, but base building where you could do it anywhere in the world and not just fixed locations. And the idea of grouping up and and but not doing. 100 people or 1,000 people or 10,000 people. Like, what if it was just a really small number? Well, why is it just a really number small? Well, because of this, this, and so. It, yeah. it was more born out of that. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. I've always been, I've always liked the idea of, of applying multiplayer to both Elder Scrolls and to Fallout, and I'm really excited about it. And I understand that you've been playing a bit of it yourself oh, as well. Oh, yeah, and, i played a lot. Um, yeah. Is there a particular, the beat is on at the moment, people mm-hmm. are obviously playing at the moment, is there something you, you recommend, you, you must try, something you must give a go? No, honestly, like, the best thing is, like, you should just do what you feel like yeah. doing. Like, I, you know, 
I've played through the beginning of that game now. I don't even know how many times I've left the vault and, and gone to do something. But the, yeah. the most fun that I've had is leaving the vault. And one time I went, I'm just going that way. Mm. Like, I'm just going left. I've never gone left. I don't even know what's over there. And, like, I'm not following this stuff. And I'm, not, I'm just going to go see what's left. And I started doing, like, just this emergent gameplay of, like, oh, wait, there's some super mutants who took over a thing. And the raiders used to be here. And they, like, it was just really, like, I just felt like I was getting to do whatever I wanted in a Fallout universe and the way in the way that mattered to me as opposed to, oh, well, you have to follow the main quest or you have to do this. Like, that's the fun of the game. You don't have to do... You don't have to group. You don't have to play by yourself. You don't have to do PvP. All of it is entirely up to the player, and that's what makes the, the idea of the game and I think why people have been enjoying the beta because they just get to decide, this is how I want to play. Okay, mm. well, that's how you should play. Yeah. I was hoping as well if you could you could clarify there was some confusion as to whether or not there'd be dedicated Australian servers for it. Well, Do you know? uh, it, don't think of it like that. It's okay. all in the cloud. Okay. So anywhere the Amazon cloud exists, the servers are there. So we don't think about it like, oh, well, Amazon has their dedicated servers. Like it's dedicated servers worldwide to everybody wherever you are. Right. So it's not like, oh, well, the Australians have to log into blah 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 servers. It's you're playing the game. It's just finding the closest server in the cloud and. People get a little hung up on the idea of a server because mm-hmm. it's not like it's not servers like you think about for Elder Scrolls Online. They're not sitting somewhere. They only exist when people go to play and they need a place to play, right? Mm. So right now, there's no servers running anywhere because nobody's trying to log into the beta. Yeah. But as soon as you and I go to play, the game is going to go, these two dudes want to play. Is there an existing version of the game running somewhere? No. All right, well, spin one up and throw the two of them in there. Right. Here come five more people. Where should I put them? Put them in that one. Or, well, this guy wants to play with somebody else who's in a different one. All right, well, let him join that one. So it's it's only they're all temporary mm. it's just you playing the game and we spin up versions of the game when peop, when it's necessary but as soon as if they spun up a version and all 24 of us that were in that thing just said like we were literally all friends and we said okay let's all go watch the the AFL game and all logged off that server goes away like it doesn't it doesn't stay up there running just because it's only there when somebody needs to be in yeah. does that make sense yeah you've kept so, up with Australian sports very I well have, yeah I have. <laughs> Have you watched any any AFL before? I have. You have? Every okay. time I come here, I always sort of like, I go back to the, okay, remind me again, what's the difference between, yeah. this? we were talking about it at dinner the other night, wait, <laughs> what's the difference between this and this, and like, how is, what are the rules of rugby versus AFL versus this other thing? Yeah, and like, yeah. Wait, when the countries, they're playing it, it's, well. the, yeah, so like, but the... I'm a sports nut, and yeah. the thing that I love about Australia is, man, you turn on the TV, and there are 10 <laughs> channels with sports, cricket, and this, and that, and three different AFL, and yeah. soccer, like, I was watching Goa play Mumbai yeah. <laughs> yesterday, and, like, why? Like, I don't know, I like soccer, and it was on, so yeah. I'm going to watch it. You're a DC it. fan, aren't you? I'm a DC United yeah. fan, and I'm, I'm, I'm a gunner. At the moment? Oh, he's awesome. And Acosta. Yeah. Like, everybody thinks it's about Rooney. It's not. It's no. about Acosta finally has somebody to pair with, and he and Rooney. Yeah. Are just on a tear, and nobody in the league wants to play us right now. Yeah, so it's yeah. awesome. I remember seeing one amazing clip of Rooney tearing back, sort of like the 90th. Yeah, in stoppage time when he makes the yeah. 40 yard run and takes the ball off the guy's foot and then yeah. hits the cross for Acosta. It's, yeah. it's unbelievable. That it was. was the moment that everybody went, Holy shit, this team could be good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, you're good enough to forgive me. I don't know how they're, they're performing at the moment. They? They're amazing. We, made, we went from absolute shit, bottom of the league, to we're now in the playoffs and in a hunt for one of the top three spots and like best record in the league over the last couple of months. So. Yeah. 
I did want to talk sports here at some point, so I'm glad that's come up, but I've got no idea how to jump back to these, some of these other questions. <laughs> just uh, just jump around, to... whatever. We don't need uh, um, you've, you've talked about your team and how that's expanded. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've now got an office opened here in Australia, mm-hmm. in New Zealand as well. Well, for a while now. I mean, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, and we've, we've had the Twitter account like launched in the last couple of weeks, and people are excited mm-hmm. to see that crop up. Um, what are the chances of Fallout maybe uh, making the jump to Australia at some point? Zero idea. I am happy to tell you I have absolutely no say. <laughs> can, we, can we float that idea? You're that... welcome to float that idea. Fantastic. Tweet tweet your Fallout setting ideas to Bethesda underscore ANZ and let them know. Whilst we're floating ideas, I'd love a, a, a Battle Royale as well in a Fallout setting. I'm okay. actually addicted to Fortnite. T- tweet that. <laughs> um, would you like to talk about cross-platform play at all? Sure. Yeah. Because um, I was I was really uh, pleased to, with your sort of stance on that mm-hmm. with um, World Elder Scrolls Legends. Mm-hmm. Um, are you any closer in in getting that over to PlayStation? Do you think Legends? Yeah, I don't know how to quantify the closeness. Okay. Uh, <laughs> closer than theoretically, you are, every day we should be closer. But the truth of the matter is that team has been pretty hard focused on the launch on the current platforms mm-hmm. and. You know, that client switchover was a big deal, and it's one of those things where um, what will tend to kill a game or a team is lack of focus. Yeah. And so over the last month or more, we have made really, really sure that they've been incredibly focused on what we're doing like right now in this, in this moment, fixing issues, responding to stuff, and sort of proving the whole rationale behind doing the client in the first place, which is to be more agile, to be able to do updates without people having downtime, you know, to have them have our fan base feel like, wow, they really are more responsive. And like, look at the number of patches we've done since we put up that new client. Like, that's yeah. we had to focus on. And having anybody spend time on another platform almost feels like an insult to the people. Like, I don't give a shit whether you're doing it on PS4. Like, I have this bug on my PC thing. I've been playing this game for years. Like, fix this. And we agree. Like, yes, we should fix that. Before we start talking about other stuff, let's get these to where they need to be. So it's mm-hmm. been about that. We've got new content coming out. Isle of Madness is coming out. Uh, within the next couple of weeks, we've got the um, the uh, Spark. We had to change the name for legal reasons. Somebody else had a trademark. We didn't want to impinge on Spark Frost, something Frost Spark, something like that. Okay. Um, which is a smaller uh, content pack that's coming out. So we're focused on. All right, let's get this. Let's get those things out in yeah. the short term, and then and then let's widen our vision to okay what about switch what about ps4 what about xbox mm. but again to the to the announcement that was it wasn't mm. ollie ollie income free it was hey this game we're going to try this and we're going to investigate it yeah yeah and that is a path i think for the rest of us in the industry to be able to understand what are the rules what are the requirements so can you, you see know, it becoming more of a norm do you think oh i certainly hope so yeah. i think so like i think the next generation of console that absolutely has to be a thing given the yeah. way people play games and and consume content that um at the end of the day, let's be honest, there's re- really no justifiable reason to say no. no. No, you can't continue playing a game on another platform. Like, well, why? Explain that to me. I bought it on this one. I bought it on that one. Or I play it on this one. I play it on that one. Yeah. Like, why can't I? Yeah. Well, because reasons. Like, I think we're, we're getting past that. And I think that's only going to help us as an industry. Mm. Um, and, and, and for both sides, not just for play, but also the progression thing, which for a game like Legends yeah. is just as important, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, the play is important because it's just that many more people you get to play against. But if you don't have the progression, the play is pointless. If I, my collection doesn't go with me from one platform to the next, yeah. well, then, then why would I ever switch? And the answer is you wouldn't. So we need, for a game like that, we need both. And I think more and more games are going to embrace both parts of that, which are mm. equally important. 
do you have many sort of discussions about the sort of changing landscape of gaming in terms of you know, streaming is kind of like this big sort of mm -hmm. talked about uh, future um, possibility as well for the next the next console generation. Um, the other one, also in cross-platform play, people are real excited about kind of games as a service. Mm -hmm. um, how regularly do you sort of like you know, touch base with the, the constantly, trends? And, constantly, you know. both internally and externally, like amongst our studios. Yeah. Where are we with what what we're doing and how we're embracing where the industry is moving, like mm. all the time. It's one of the benefits of having a, a company like ours with a number of studios that we really encourage them to talk to each other about what they're doing, how they're solving problems. Um, mm. And, uh, and then also with, with the Sony's, Microsoft's, and Nintendo's, the, the platform partners. Yeah, um, yeah it's Obviously it's still really championing single-player games, though, as of well, course. which, which people, people love. Do you think that's going to be... You talked about sort of fundamental kind of concepts, like mm -hmm. foundational concepts before. Do you think that's going to be something that remains true? Yeah. I mean, look at what, like, Doom has, yeah. has, has heavily embraces it. Wolfenstein, we just announced... Starfield from BGS, like after mm. 76, they're going back to a decidedly epic single-player thing. Like it's part of who, who we are. It just doesn't mean that that's only who we are, which seems to have gotten twisted a lot. People mm. are like, oh, you said single-player and then you're doing 76. Like, well, yeah. we never said that's all we're ever going to make. Yeah. Again, to your point, you know, your question a while ago about, well, how do studios think about whether they want to move off an existing IP to a new IP? Uh -huh. Well, online or multiplayer or co-op or whatever that's part of the same conversation like you mm -hmm. have to let creative people feel like they can try new things as opposed to look you're only ever going to make games in this one franchise they have to be of this type and here's your schedule like creative people will suffocate under that thing they have to feel like well we want to try this we want to do something else in the case of Wolfenstein they said hey we have a game where you can play as one of the twins why don't we let the other twin be controlled by a player if if you want to play with somebody else as opposed to the AI. Like, mm. No reason. Is that a thing you want to do? Yeah, we want to try that. Okay, well then add co-op to your thing, but it's got to come from the devs. And the devs, yeah. you'll find, the more you talk to them, like they don't want to be one note. They want to try different things, whether it's a franchise or a style of game or a genre or whatever. You're a big BoJack Horseman fan. Huge, yeah. And they, they referenced Fallout. I saw. Well, it was fantastic. Yeah. Is there any temptation to include a BoJack reference in Fallout? Sadly, I get no say whatsoever in the content <laughs> that goes in the game, so I'm yeah. not. Uh, uh, nobody cares whether I want that or not. The, yeah. the, like stuff shows up in our games all the time that references things that I uh -huh. haven't. Like it's not like they send me an email and go, "Hey, Pete, by the way, I put a reference to blah 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 in our game." Like I tend to find out about it when everybody else does, or when you guys write an article that goes, "Oh, we were playing." Rage 2 and found this reference to whatever I'm yeah. like oh cool I didn't know that was in there because they you know they love putting those things in and not telling anybody about it and mm -hmm. finding it out and we tend to find out about it when you guys do so yeah. um, but yes I'm all in favor of Bojack Horseman Easter eggs <laughs> Pete it's been a pleasure yeah, thank you very absolutely. much thank and we're back uh, well let's wrap up this episode with a quick round of what the wiki shall we guys sure anytime oh no sunshine <laughs> James is coming uh, reminder that <laughs> what the wiki is the Starcast game show where the host reads part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game and you the contestants must guess the game Brody I wanted to say before when you were talking you were trying to describe that screenshot that gave me like an idea for another game which we should definitely sort of brainstorm another time but the way I sort of imagine it would be like you give me a screenshot to a game that I don't know because you know let's, let's face it you guys have far more an extensive video game knowledge than than i do uh so you'll give me a game and i'll just like try and describe the uh like the game and the other contestants have to try and guess what the game is that I'm sounds describing. terrible 
<laughs> we'll workshop it. Uh, but for now, let's play What the Wiki. And thanks to official What the Wiki keeper of the score at Jamie Penning over on Twitter with a recap from episode 157, uh, in which it was a three way fight between James, Stephen, and Matt. Uh, and James, uh, undoubtedly, well, unsurprisingly, took, uh, took away the point to extend his lead out to 12 points. Brody, you're behind with Stephen on six, Matt's on four, and Shannon's on two. Uh, so, Brody, a bit of an opportunity for you to close the gap on what's been a pretty dominant display by James so far this season. It's just been powerful. He's a freight train. <laughs> it has, yeah. All um, right. Uh, okay. <laughs> I've got a big list of games today, so I might just like pick and choose from them. Let's start with this mm. game here, though. At the beginning of each level, the player is put on a stage that has 23 to 30 rows, then 12 to 16 rows of the stage are raised. Anywhere between one and four sets of rows come at the user at one time. Of the first stage, three rows of length four, 12 blocks, come at the user at one time. On the last stage, 14 rows of length seven, a total of 98 blocks, come at the user at one time. When all the blocks blocks in one set are destroyed, more blocks are raised. This happens three times for a total of four blocks rising per level. If the player falls off the stage, either by standing on the final row of the stage as it is eliminated, or by being avalanched off by rising blocks, the game is over. The game is a puzzle game for the PlayStation. In the game, the player controls a character who must run around a platform made of cubes, clearing certain cubes as they approach. James? Is it Intelligent Cube? It is Intelligent Cube, yeah. How do you spell cube, James? What? How do you spell cube? Do I have to get that right? No, no I'm just I'm just twizzing you, pop quiz. Q-U-B-E. Q-U-B-E oh. is the correct answer, Brody. Yeah, well done. Uh, okay. It is, of course, one of the 20 games to be okay. included yep. on the PlayStation Classic. So How well exciting. Done. Well done to you there, James. Sorry, that was shit. <laughs> it sounds awful, doesn't it? You're right, it's, Brody. It does it's sound like one a of the of play- It's a classic genre-defining PlayStation game. Yeah. It sounds <laughs> like it. It sounds like Tetris meets something crap. Yeah. Tetris meets PlayStation. All right. Game number two. Uh, so, James, if you get this, you'll be taking home the points. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, trying to I'm trying to shake it up a bit. I realized a lot <laughs> of these games I had here were very much James-centered, so I'm, I'm trying to shake oh, it really? up. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, uh, on the 2nd of Feb, 2014, Josh Washington, his two sisters, Beth and Hannah, and their three friends, Sam, Mike Monroe, Chris, Ashley, Emily, Matt, Brody? and Jessica. Brody? Uh, is this Until Dawn? It is Until Dawn. <laughs> you remembered all the character names. I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought uh, that might have caught people off because the, the the start of the game like starts with that year in the in the past, and then it flashes. Uh, no, I, I, don't, I don't know the characters' names. It's literally only because you said that date that I got it. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm on the second of February, twenty fourteen. I remember that because it's Bray? it's the same day as uh, when I got my license. That's oh, really? True. No, it's no. not true. <laughs> I've, I've lied to you. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Did you hack my notes? Uh, all right. Uh, game number three, then. Oh, I hate this. <laughs> Tiebreaker. The game's, the game's storyline te- story progresses through four chapters, or acts. Each act follows a predetermined path, but the wilderness areas and dungeons between key cities are randomly generated. The player progresses through the story by completing a series of quests within each act, while there are also optional side dungeons for extra monsters and experience. In contrast to the first game, whose levels consisted of descending deeper and deeper into a gothic-themed dungeon in hell, the game's environments are much more varied. 
Act 1 is similar to the original game. The rogue encampment is a simple palisade fort, while plains mm. and forests are making up the wilderness area, and the monastery resembles the typical Middle Ages fortress. This is Act- all you, James. I have no idea. <laughs> I am just waiting for, like, an obvious... Keep going. <laughs> Act 2 mimics ancient Egypt's deserts and tombs. Loot Glowlime glow glow resembles a Middle Eastern city and palace during the Crusades. Act 3 is supposedly based on the Central American jungles. Curast is inspired by the lost Mayan civilization. Act 4 takes place in hell and is the shortest with just three acts compared to the other acts that have six. <laughs> three, sorry, three quests compared to other acts that have six. I assume you know which uh, which franchise we're talking about, James. No? Uh, oh, okay. Oh, the, was that a hint? I, no, 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 no. You, I was, you're, like, making, you're making me win. No, I'm not. The game is Just an action. Win, James. Still, <laughs> I don't know. The game is an action role playing hack and slash video game developed by Blizzard North and is published by Blizzard oh, James. Entertainment. In two th- James. Oh. Diablo two. It is Diablo <laughs> two. Yes. Uh, that game was submitted by a friend of the show at Jamie Penning. Uh, if you too want to submit a game for What the Wiki, you can just slide into my DMs, and I will include it in the rundown. Uh, well, James. Easy well done, for James. A Jamie one though. Sorry. That was very easy for a Jamie one. Jamie often yeah. does stump us. Obviously, the f- he included The first it this one week seemed more because... like a Jamie one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was the... I'm already forgetting. What was the first one? See, everybody's forgotten about it. That's why um, it shouldn't be on there. Uh, PlayStation sh- oh, sh- Intelligent Cube. Intelligent More like Boring Cube. Yeah. Yeah. That is a disaster of a game, isn't it? I just... I mean, granted, we are just reading the Wikipedia description rather than actually playing the game. But anything that's got that many numbers in it, I don't think I can get excited about. But well done, James. And when talking about numbers, you are certainly rocking the moment, extending your lead out to, to 13 points there. Seems uh, seems pretty unbeatable coming this close to the end of the year as we are. Uh, it literally is. It might be. Yeah. We do not nah, have that you many can, weeks um, left. Yeah. Okay. I'll get the next seven straight. Yeah, yeah maybe. I could no. just yeah. do them from now on. And typically come Christmas time and stuff, we take more weeks off as well because it's a yeah. busy time Look, of it's, year. It's over. Congrats, James. Yeah. Jamie Penning, uh, I'll give you James's address. I'll send it to you. You can <laughs> visit him and give him the trophy. <laughs> um, with that, let's bring an end to what was episode 159 <laughs> of the Starcast. I nearly went on a different tangent, but it doesn't matter. Uh, subscribe to us on Podcast One, iTunes, or any other podcast service of your choice. Follow us at Press.au and visit the site at Press.com.au. You can join the conversation using hashtag the Starcast. We've been joined today by Brody. Thank you. Uh, you can follow me on most things at Brody underscore DG. What are you playing at the moment, Brody? Are you back on Destiny yeah? Yeah, yeah, back on the Destiny grind. Uh, that's all I'm, that needs to be I'm said curious about that. To, to hear what you make of the raid when you eventually get around to so organizing all like your when mates. you sign in to your console and you just see Brody's playing Destiny, and I'm just like, oh no. I really, uh, it's it's upsetting me too because I'm that I'm, I'm that deep into it, but I really want to play Observer because it just came to like a Game Pass. Oh, play it. I know. I want to, and I got to finish Ruiner too. Oh yeah, well, I dropped that. Ruiner, actually, I dropped Ruiner. Unfortunately, mm. but what? Yeah. Look, what, what can I say? I'm a piece of shit, and Destiny owns me. <laughs> like I, I, didn't, I didn't want to say it, but you did. So yeah. <laughs> uh, we've also been joined today by James. It's always a pleasure. It is always <laughs> a pleasure having you, James. Where can we find you on Twitter? You the same as always, Ewan. What? Um, where, <laughs> what? What is that again, James? Refresh my memory. <laughs> sorry, it's um at James. So A T J A M Z. It's very meta. Because the can, uh, is in there. 
we can all look forward to your your hot takes in the lead up to Resident Evil. I just Evil talk 2. about Hitman Which, at the moment. All by I'm the on. way, James, Resident yeah. Evil Two, I played at PAX. Oh, that's upsetting that you played it before me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I wanted to you say, can't I can't appreciate it. it. <laughs> I was, I really enjoyed it. It was really good. Good. I was it's really getting like in into the the mystery and the puzzles, and I was like, and then the demo ended, and it pulled me out of there, and I was like, damn it. This sucks. Mate. It was one of those typical demos as well where like they, they've got a darkened hallway and you have to walk down it with a torch that's flickering and you turn around the corner and then you're like, oh, someone's going to jump me at some point and then there's like a guy poking his hand through a barbed wire fence and you, yeah, know, that, you know he's going to try something on you. That wouldn't be any fun for James because he'd know all the enemy placements and where the puzzles are and he, he knows everything. Nah, nah they've <laughs> changed it, Brady. Oh, have they? It's all new. Oh my god! I've got to get it now. Are you being no. sarcastic? Are you being yes. rude? Did you? Yes, are you pleased You're with the news rude. as well that the uh, the original skins are going to be able to? Be um, able I am to for Leon, through. but I reckon like yeah. Claire's costume is pretty like dork nineties, and I was glad they updated it. Yeah. Um. So now, yeah, They're, but the, yeah, it's cool. They're obviously, like, just there I'm if glad. You want it. Yeah, I'm surprised it's not paid DLC to be honest, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, cool that Fair it's enough. there. Yeah. Well, I've been your host, Ewan Roxburgh. You can follow me on Twitter at, and Instagram at Ewan underscore Roxburgh. Head over to my Instagram and check out my dope BoJack Horseman Halloween costume. I was very happy with it. I found the perfect uh, perfect sweater at an op shop, uh, and that image deserves more likes. Uh, but until it was then, dope. <laughs> thanks, man. Uh, thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, happy gaming. Bye. Good night. Bye.